thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 97 How like a winter hath my absence been from thee, the pleasure of the fleeting year. What freezings have I felt, what dark days seen, what old December's bareness everywhere. And yet this time removed was summer's time, the teeming autumn, big with rich increase, bearing the wanton burden of the prime, like widowed wombs after their lord's decease. Yet this abundant issue seemed to me but hope of orphans and unfathered fruits, for summer and his pleasures wait on thee, and, thou away, the very birds are mute, or, if they sing, tis with so dull a cheer that leaves look pale, dreading the winter's near. That was Sonnet 97 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chasley, and I am joined by a oh, very respectable-looking... Wow, Thierry Hillers. <laughs> you look, you're looking respectable today. You're looking... Well, not not so much with the giant cat t-shirt. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Thierry has a giant cat on his t-shirt. That's quite scary, actually. <laughs> but, oh, Sonnet 97. I quite like this sonnet. I we 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 said that before we started recording. It is quite a nice one. These ones, well, all the ones that we are recording today, which uh... and and by nice, I guess we we don't mean flowery and happy because that might be slightly misleading. That's not nice. That is not the no. definition of nice. <laughs> In our destroyed view of the world, it's it's kind of I I suppose I I like this sonnet because. It, it seems more like what I want poetry to be. I get bored at lovey-dovey poetry. It it seems like such an overdone view to to be. Oh, I love you. You're so wonderful, and I want to be near you and around you and hold you and blah blah blah. Whereas poems that actually deal with the more dense emotions I guess that's probably not the best way of describing it I, I feel that love and happiness are just fluffy and light and insubstantial whereas sadness and, and decay and and want and, and, or, or, and hate they're all dense viscous emotions it, it depends on your approach to love I mean love can be unrequited and, and horrible but I, I get what you mean the whole oh you 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 um, shall I compare thee to a summer's day kind of thing is is yeah <clears throat> fluffy I didn't so, uh, so I didn't hear that There's, Skype is playing up oh, stupid Skype uh, fluffy it's fluffy, all fluffy yeah yeah it's it's bad whereas whereas this I mean you can argue it's a bit over the top but there's depth to what he's saying here that that essentially I mean the the last three lines I love and, and thou away the very birds are mute, or if they sing tis with so dull a cheer that leaves look pale, dreading the winter's near. It's it's lovely. My camera has crashed. You can't you, see you me. You seem to have disappeared again. Ah, uh, good old Apple. It's an old computer, bless it. It's trying its best. Um so what what did you particularly like about this sonnet? I mainly like that we get towards um, the wintry themes. Okay, which is quite—it's quite it pairs with where we are in the in the 
climate at the moment or weather at the moment yeah i mean it's right now here in cardiff it's very rainy but it's it's i like winter winter is my favorite season or, or possibly after autumn why 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 is autumn which i guess is what we're going into now why is that your favorite season i just like the colorfulness of it and and i don't know i, I like wearing warm clothes and and just sitting inside there's a really nice pub like three doors down from mine which has a really nice fireplace yeah. and then just kind of that i like the warmth of the warmth of fire is the best kind of warmth <laughs> it's quite primal, I guess. It's quite. Pr- I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm not against central heating. <laughs> Who would be? But it there's there's a. I'm not gonna say romantic, but there's a more natural warmth to fire. It just feels homely, I guess. Yeah, I can. I can see that. I. I think I would still opt for central heating over a fire myself. That's. But it's a personal preference, really. But, or a big yeah. rug, a big fluffy rug to call under. <laughs> that's that's the best thing in the world. So, what what did you like specifically about this sonnet? Then, I, I there's quite a few nice images he has he has in this, or in very simple terms. Even he says, "What freezings have I felt? What dark days seen? What old December's bareness everywhere?" It's from today's point of view almost simplistic, but I guess when when he wrote those images, they they weren't as used and, and and as trodden out as as they would be today. Yeah, and I, I I do wonder how much of this is written in character, if that makes sense. I mean, when you when you take into account of where the character and what the character's been through, the characters at their wits' end, they are they they've literally lost everything at this point, and literally that's in the literal sense of the word, literally, not the figurative sense of the word, literally. Where a couple of sonnets ago they were begging for the fair youth to leave early because everyone else was leaving them and they're just at their wits end maybe you're not your most poetic when you're at that point in your life and I just kind of like the they're very short succinct succinct thoughts the the pleasure of the fleeting year what freezings I have felt what dark days seen it's all very much this is all my brain can cope with at the moment is these short sentences that was quite deep. And and then yet he, he goes into a slightly long one after that. I mean the um the one after that is is a continuing sentence all the way to the end. From yeah, and so yet you... this time all the way down to the winter's near. But that's which which various he's... punctuations in between that break it up, obviously, but it's a very long But that's where he's talking about essentially the sum the sun and the summer and the fair youth. So he, he his cold heart uh, at the beginning is very short and 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 bleak and, and then he thinks on the fair youth who brings light and sunshine and warmth into his r- r- world i don't know that sounded a bit academic you could I, I could argue that in an essay but i don't think i want to that's no no i'm quite glad i don't have to write essays anymore <sighs> essays so so ah, oh, just why and you have to write them in that such a horrid way you can't just say it's this because i think this it's all all the way through and it just annoys me That's, that may be why i didn't do so well <laughs> just writing doesn't go down well with, with yeah lectures. no I, I could see how that would be an issue yeah 
<laughs> little drawings of stick men. Yeah, I can't be bothered to explain this. Here, have a stick man. That, oh, think. wow. If, if if that could get you a BA, you're an MA. <laughs> What's your BA in, in stick men? I'm very good at stick men. Which is essentially what XKCD is doing. If anyone ever gives him an honorary degree or an honorary doctorate. It, it would be for Stickman, yeah. Well, also the ideas that he puts in there, they, yeah, they, can, they can be quite clever. He, he is a very clever man, bless him. He used to work for NASA, I believe, something like that. Very wow. clever man. Uh, that's nothing to do with Sonic 97. No, all. not even remotely. No. no. So, so there's a line in here that... that I kind of stumble upon, which is the like widowed wombs after their lord's decease. Is is that literally as like uh, I can use literally again, reducing women down to essentially just being a receptacle for growing children, like widowed wombs? It's no, you're not a widowed person; you're a widowed womb after the lord's decease. I I um I I read that as um. Becoming widows when they are when they are um, already with child. Okay. As, as in they're, they're widowed wombs because there is a child in there, but the father died for whatever reason. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, so uh, the teeming autumn, big with rich increase, bearing the wanton burden of its prime, like widowed wombs after the lord's decease. So, so a woman has been pregnant or is pregnant, and the the father of the child dies. Dies before the child is born. Yeah. So, what? How does that link in with the sonic? What's what's the feeling of that then? That's is that the sadness, or is that how how does that link in? I'm not quite. I'm not. I wouldn't read it as sad. Well, obviously, if the father dies, it and and it was a happy relationship, it would be sadness. But it's kind of that juxtaposition, the, the new life growing inside of the um, the widow, but at the same time, just the the mourning that the husband has died. Yeah, and, and I, I, does that link back then as well to when we were talking at uh, the very early sonnets, when it was talking about the fair youth having sex and having having progeny, it being a way of essentially the child is you. Your child is you reincarnate. Essentially, was was something that Shakespeare was trying to get across. So there's also almost an expectation or a, a excitement that even if you have lost the father of the child, the child is essentially going to be part of that father. So there's always a, a there's a happiness which which I suppose would link in with the idea of the the coming spring and the coming summer. Basically, yeah, that's that's. I was like cloning like nineteen, like sixteen oh nine sort of thing. Just <laughs> do you continue? Yes, that, that it's weird. I, I was I was uh, randomly thinking about this the other day. But you could a, a very very low tech way of cloning yourself if you were a female. Is would it would it work? So your child, if you had a son, is one half of your DNA, and then if you were to inseminate yourself with your son's sperm you could then have a child and if you'd bore it to term which would be three quarters of your dna and you could very slowly <laughs> slowly approach a clone i'm not sure if that's how genetic works though also ew. 
Well, apart from the, the ethical implications, the moral and ethical implications, I I mean, just because it is, that's not. How <laughs> this might be the works. weirdest. But no, I don't think it is. I mean, you, you can you can have a child as as you could two white people can have a uh, a coloured child, or the other way around. Yeah. Because because you genes are randomized, yeah, yeah, and you have a vast genetic um, pool. There, yeah. There's not, there's no guarantee that a child will look. It, even if if white parents have a white child, it had. There's no guarantee that the child will look like anything like the parents. It could look like someone from sixteen generations ago. Oh, that's true. Oh, you've scuppered my low tech cloning solution. <laughs> if it were that easy. We, we, we would have would, done we, it. Yeah. <laughs> we are oh, going wait. to clone you. Oh, okay. You have to have sex with your own son. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not so good. It's not a good way to break that news to someone. That was not a really, bizarre. No. Sorry. That was I'm yeah. That was a very weird detour. Sorry listeners. I'm I'm so very very sorry. That was a Reddit. That was Reddit's fault. I've been watch- reading a lot of Reddit recently and I'm sorry. Very sorry. You speak more about the sonnet. <laughs> There's there are really weird images in this that I can't quite. This abundant issue seem to me, but hope of orphans and unfathered fruit. For summer and his pleasures wait on thee. Yeah, that is weird. Maybe there's a very simple reading that I... There seems to be a lot about the father dying in this one. Yeah. Or or a parent dying. But... It's the, the paraphrase. Wikipedia sometimes gives a paraphrase. And this is... Winter has seemed to be everywhere, even though in reality our separation occurred during the summer and fall, when the earth produces plant like a widow giving birth after the death of her husband. Yet I saw these fruits of nature as hopeless orphans, since it could not be summer unless you were here. Since you were may, since you were away, even the birds do not sing. So it's, I guess, all that orphaned and unfathered is, is, I guess, elevating the fair youth again to the the point of godhood, in the sense that he brings the summer. Even though it's warm and temperate and everything else summery is happening, the fact that the fair youth isn't there means it's not summer. It can't be summer without him. That that actually makes sense. Which is is a really weird... So it can be everything, but it's like that if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If If you made a creature that looked like a duck and quacked like a duck and walked like a duck, but its DNA was different. Would it be a duck or not? It's 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 missing some duckness, and I guess summer is missing some summerness because the fair youth isn't there. That that is that has got to be one of the weirder sentences. It it misses duckness. It's it's missing some duckness. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a fair. I I've now got um, Ducktales, which is an old cartoon in this country in Duck my head. Ducktales. Woo. Oh, okay, you do know it. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot on, you were... On TV in Europe as well. And you were a student, which means you just spent all day watching kids' TV. 
Yeah, we. I didn't. Well, I mean, I lived in halls in first year. The internet was abysmal, and, <laughs> and there wasn't iPlayer until my third year. So there isn't. It didn't exist. No, no. Well, it came about in my second year, but it was Windows only because they they used Windows DRM. Oh Windows God, Media I Player remember DRM. that. Yeah, so oh, I, I couldn't watch it until way into my third year, and then I didn't then, have internet in my third year. So I yeah. How did you survive uni without internet? That's I, we're stopping the podcast until you explain <laughs> that. That's just wrong. I did, well, there was a lot of legal issues. We got illegally evicted, and it's, yeah. Ooh. Okay, let's let's not go into oh, that. Is it an incredibly? <laughs> I mean, I could fill a five-hour podcast with what happened, but. Essentially, we didn't <laughs> have internet. That's that was the that was the worst thing about it. Oh, I couldn't live without internet. When the internet goes down here, because I'm on a, a flaky village connection, um, and when it goes down here, I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. What I'll just do is I'll go downstairs and I'll watch some TV. And I go downstairs and I turn on the Xbox and go to iPlayer and go, no, nah, there's no internet. It's like it's fine. It's fine. I just see what everyone's up to on Facebook. Ah, there's no internet, <laughs> <laughs> and it just suddenly every part of my life collapses. <laughs> it's not good. Even when I go, oh, I'll get on with some work then and go to answer some emails. It's like there's no internet. <laughs> the world relies so much on the internet nowadays. It's it's bad. You can live without internet. I no, mean, it's slightly no, annoying, can't. but it's impossible to live without the internet. No, I, that, you're wrong. You're wrong. It is impossible to live. I, I, I would say it's impossible for any modern person our age to live without the internet. And I'm talking about the whole internet. So you can't use mobile data. I'm not just talking about the connection to your house. You cannot live in today's world without the internet. I don't know. I've been on holiday where I've just meh, because roaming. I, I just didn't have internet for a week or so or two weeks and meh. Mm, mm. And then you came back and you were like, people, there are people. Yeah, can... I've kind of trained myself to forget about Facebook as well, which is quite nice. Oh, see, so I've, yeah. I've, I've deleted it on my well, I have it on my phone because sometimes I, I'm traveling or people try to contact me. So in emergency cases, I, I have it on there, but I'm never logged in. And, and I need, just... I need to do that with Facebook. I think Facebook is killing my life. I mean, sometimes I'd forget to check it for two or three days and then eventually I just go, I open my iPad and it is on my iPad and I have like 12 or however many notifications. It goes, oh yeah, Facebook is a thing. (laughs) It exists. Oh, wow. I mean, I was in London for uh, a few days over the weekend and uh, just, meh, why do I need Facebook? And and the internet in general, you just disappear from the internet for for chunks of days and I get worried that you're dead or something. Nah, just don't feel the urge to post what kind of cereal I had for breakfast. Which is odd, because usually you're, you're on the internet all the time. If I'm at home, it's, yeah. it's there. Bizarre. Hmm. Um, we, we spent half this podcast episode talking about random things, but I, I, I think... <laughs> Different Sonic... to any other episode. No, not, not at all, really. Sonic 97 is very good. We like it. Um... But I think Thierry should should read us out for, for, for Sonnet 97. I, I, I shall read us out. Sonnet 97. How like a winter hath my absence been from thee, the pleasure of the fleeting year? What freezings have I felt? What dark days seen? What old December's bareness everywhere? 
And yet, this time removed was summer's time, the teeming autumn, big with rich increase, bearing the wanton burden of the prime, like widowed wombs after their lord's decease. Yet this abundant issue seemed to me but hope of orphans and unfathered fruit, for summer and his pleasures wait on thee, and thou away, the very birds are mute. Or, if they sing, tis with so dull a cheer, that leaves look pale, dreading the winter's near. Such a sad ending. That's um, Sonnet 97 of Shakespeare Sonnets. I'm Mark Chatterley, and you've been listening to this podcast. And I am joined... No, that's the beginning bit. I'm a... No, You're I did the beginning bit. You're screwing this up, Mark. I you've am... been listening to Shakespeare Podcasts. That was Mark. I was Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.